You can be seated. What a treat to be with you this morning as we continue our series on future family. We've been talking about the ideal family versus the real family, and we're challenging you to hold on to the ideal view of family. And this morning, uh, we're going to talk about family conflict. How to take, here's the question we're going to answer this morning, how do we take the edge? How do we take the tension? How do we take the stress out of family conflict? And I know none of you uh, have family conflict, but maybe you can help someone who does uh, this week. Just kidding. Uh, How do you take the edge out of it? Well, let's begin with a little clip of a family conflict that maybe uh, you've seen before in your own home or with your parents. Ice cream yet? This is our tax refund check. It was stuck to the bottom of the ice cream. You've been on my back for a month telling me that I lost it. I'm not the one who eats ice cream in this house. Oh, you eat ice cream. Tofuti, I eat tofuti. You tell your friends you eat tofuti, but then you eat my ice cream. Take a look at the tofuti. There's not a dent in the tofuti. If I do eat ice cream, and I'm not saying that I do, I put it in a bowl like a person, not on the table where it gets stuck to an important check that somebody accuses me of losing. You know, in class, we were just doing this. Why can't you just admit this is your fault? Because I don't lose things, Frank. I'm organized. This is a strange organized. Insane. She's got a shoebox labeled pieces of string too small to use. Uh, that I should tie together into a noose. I got a beam all picked out. Yeah, I got a step stool for you. Wait, wait, just listen here for a second. Wait. So, Dad, you you think Mom's being unfair. That's right. It's always my fault when she can't find something. Because I work like a dog to keep this place straight, and he messes it up with all his projects. Ice cream's a project? Someone, you think that's being inconsiderate. Have you met your father? Well, what about your consideration? Do I ever get any thanks for all the stuff I do around here? Like what? What is it you do? Well, didn't I fix the thing? That's true, Ma, he did. So Dad's feeling unappreciated. That's right. Oh, come on. I don't appreciate you. How do I know? Evidently, Dad isn't hearing thank you. Oh, he wants thank you. (laughs) This isn't thank you? I guess Mom's saying actions speak louder than words. That's very good, Raymond. But sometimes we need to hear the words. Yeah, I need words. And I don't need words? I'm sorry the check got stuck to the chubby hubby. (laughs) You never said that before. No one's ever said that before. I appreciate you. Thanks. Holy crap, it works. ready. Oh, great. I love. Yeah. So, we all, one thing we all have in common as families is we all have family conflict. Now, we have a few singles at Adventure who don't have anyone living with them. No doubt they still have family conflict at, uh, or conflict at work or even in their own neighborhood. Family conflict is part of life. And yet, family conflict is that one conflict that if you win the argument, there's really no winner. I mean, in a family conflict, it's, it's not like uh, arguing with an umpire at a, you know, a baseball game or uh, arguing with a referee. At a soccer game, it's not like uh, a boardroom argument. It's, it's not like a, uh, 
maybe a, winning a sales contract, you, you know, if you win a family argument, it's, I think we'd all agree it's not really a win. It's not like you got a hat trick or you, got a, you scored a touchdown or you hit a home run. You can't really do an end zone dance in your home if you win a family conflict because you don't want to, some of you are saying, oh, no, you can do an end zone dance in your home if you win a family conflict. You, but you don't want to hurt the people with whom you love. And so family conflict is one of those things where if you win, it's not really a, a win. <laughs> Can we agree with that? It's not really a win. You, you don't want to necessarily hurt. It's not, okay, let's say, maybe we need to say that together. It's not really a win when you win a family conflict. Uh, because typically family conflict involves a lot of blame. Uh, it, when we're in conversation we're, and we're arguing, it's, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. And, uh, you know, what they say about blame is that as long as your happiness uh, is connected to your ability to blame others, you're always going to be unhappy. As long as your unhappiness is going to be connected to your blaming others uh, for your unhappiness, you're going to be unhappy. And so family conflict, conflict in general, can have this very kind of existential kind of meaningless, uh, they call it a death cycle in this Andy Stanley series I'm sharing, where you just, you're, you're so wrapped up in blaming others and, and giving them the right to steal your happiness that you're never happy. Uh, in fact, that's what happens when you blame someone uh, and don't take any responsibility. Really, what you're saying is you get the authority to dictate whether or not I'm happy. I'm giving you, I'm entrusting you the, uh, the uh, meter of my happiness because of your, the temptation to fall into just the blame game. Uh, blaming's that way. It can be, it can be really dangerous. How do, we take, how do we take the edge off of conflict, the stress off of conflict? Uh, how, do we, how do we take the tension away from conflict? Uh, there's a way. Wouldn't you like to know? If there really was like a magic pill, really like a a magic tool that would totally relieve the stress that you have when you're in conflict, wouldn't you like to know what it is? Wouldn't you like to, ah, you're still, you're still, you're still upset. You're still bothered, but you're not, you're not at level 10. You're at like a level four or three. Wouldn't you like to know how to do that? I want to show you this morning. It comes from Jesus' brother. And if you brought your Bible this morning, I want to commend you. I want to encourage you to open up to this passage, James chapter 4. And James begins by asking this question. If you brought your smartphone, I encourage you guys, open it up. Google James 4. And I want you to see that James is posing this question. He says, in James 4, he says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? What causes fights and quarrels among you? Now, if I was brave this morning and you hadn't had any coffee, I would encourage you to turn to your neighbor or family member and say, hey, why do we fight? Why, why do we fight? Yeah, why, why do we fight? Why did we fight this morning on the way here? Why are we still fighting right now as we're in services? That does happen. Melissa and I accomplished that in our early 20s. Here's the deal. If I did that, 
the temptation is, if I ask that question, is, is for all of us. Our default mode is to say, oh, it's, it's you. <laughs> it's the point. It's you. Oh, it's you. We fight because it's you. Oh, it's, that's you. Oh, you own that one. You're the, you're the reason we have fights and quarrels. We could do that for a moment here, but it might get a little out of control here in this room if you answer that question personally with the person that you came with or with someone you don't know. That might be a little fun. What is the origin of fights and quarrels among us? Where is it derived? So here you've got Jesus' biological brother, James, uh, who writes about family conflict. He writes about quarrels. And I want you to see what he says, because uh, I've been working on this for a couple weeks, three weeks, and I got to tell you, it, it, if you learn the tool, it will relieve the tension, it'll take the edge off of your conflict, and it'll help you, I'm not kidding, laugh out loud at yourself. And you'll get stares from your family members like, what is he doing? It's peculiar. You've never heard it before. Can't wait to get there. Let's walk through this. James says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? He begins by saying, don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? What causes fights and quarrels among you? James says, the Lord's brother. Don't they come from desires that are battling inside of you? And that's strange because if we're to answer the question, what is the origin of fights and quarrels among us? For us, it's, it's others. It's them. It's, 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 it's you, we would say. No, no, no. We would, we would say it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them. James here is saying, no, it's, it's your desires. It's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. Don't they come from the desires that battle within you? And then he says something hyperbolic here. He exaggerates here. He says, you desire, but you do not have. So you kill. What? (laughs) He's talking to a church. In my knowledge of the early church in the first century, there there weren't homicides taking place in the congregation. Conflict was being managed pretty well. No one was killing each other. (laughs) So what's James saying? James here is talking about this, uh, in an exaggerated level, this temptation that when I want and I want and I want something out of somebody else, sometimes I'll push them, I'll squeeze them, I'll ring them, I'll marginalize them to get what I want out of them. <laughs> and there's a, there's a lot of temptation to do that. There's temptation to, to squeeze life out of someone else, to get them to give you what they want. A husband can do that to a wife. A wife can do that to a husband. A father can do that to his daughter. His son, a, daughter, a mother can do that to her daughter. And or her son just squeeze and squeeze and squeeze because there's something that I desire I need out of you. James is asking us to simply pause and admit that the origin of conflict, even in our own homes, 
It's not them. It's not them. It's not them. He's saying, it's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. And some of you might be thinking, boy, I wish my husband were here. He missed this sermon. Dang. There you go again. You're saying it's, it's him. It's him. It's not. Or some of you are saying, oh, if my middle school student were here or my high school student were here, oh, this was the message for them to hear. <gasps> there you go again. You're saying it's them. No, no, no. Don't worry about them right now. It's you. What is the origin of conflicts and quarrels? It's us. It's the desires that we have that we allow to compel us to ask something. We want something out of somebody else so bad that we're willing to suck the life out of them to... Did that work for you? <laughs> for them to produce what we want. And we say, it's, it's them. It's them. But the problem is, it's us. It's you. <sighs> so what if... What if we had enough spirit-led, Holy Spirit-led self-control as our blood pressure's going up, as we get hot, we get upset, our eyes glare, our body, our posture builds up, we start imagining how we're going to handle this conflict What if we had the self-control that was brought about through the Holy Spirit of God to pause and admit, the problem here is with me and my desires. It's me. It's me. It's me. He continues. He says, you covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. We covet, we desire. That's another synonym for greediness. We, we want more. <laughs> we say, we say, we want this for our daughter. We want her to get a 4.8 GPA. <laughs> we want our son to, to get a full ride to MIT <laughs> uh, to, get, to have full honors. We want our wife to look a certain way, you know, to be a what other model or something like that. We want our husband. We want to see him bring home a paycheck that finances what we want. It's all about them. We, we know that good grades are going to really help our kids, and we know that a great education is going to be great, and our half-son, husband will be real happy with a, with, a, with a fine income, and that our wife will be really happy if she, you know, has the perfect body, and she's just a, just a looker. We know that she'll be so happy. And then what we realize is that, no, it, we try to justify the fact that it's all about them. But really, it's all about us. What we want out of somebody else is really just what we want. Why is it that we so easily hurt the people very close to us? It's because of the desires that we have that are with us. They're our desires. 
and I remember thinking back in parenting. I've, I've been exposed to this message for a few weeks, so I've thought about those conversations I've had with my sons about their grades. Do you realize how important this is? This is everything, you know, their first year of junior high. They're like, no, Dad, I had no idea. Uh, or, you know, I remember conversations about dating and purity and doing those and being passionate. Those are important conversations. But I got to remember, it's not, about, it's not about me and my desires. It's about them. Uh, Melissa and I have had conversations, uh, many, and uh, asking her babes, hey, what do you want? What, how can I serve you? And uh, she'll tell me what she wants, and then so, so quickly, I, I'm willing to tell her what I want. Uh, and it becomes so quickly about me. This is a long time ago, last weekend when she was in town. Uh, <laughs> It's just so easy for me to somehow conjure this idea that it's about her when it's about me. So how? When the blood pressure goes up and the eyes are fiery and, you've, and maybe something's been said that's, that pokes you, it touches a wound. <laughs> we all have our sensitive spots, okay? You know what you can say to your loved one to... Get a fire out of them, right? (laughs) When that happens, what could you do to take the edge, the tension, the stress off of the conflict? What could you do? Here it is. This is it. You want to take tension off of an argument, off of conflict? Here's what you do. You make this admission. You say this. Hey, you know what the problem is here right now? You know what the problem is here? I'm not getting what I want. No, no, no. You, you know what the problem is here? You know what the problem is here? I'm not getting what I want. Yeah, you're looking at me like, he's a weirdo. That's what will happen in your family when you do that. They'll be like, what are you saying? No, no, no. The problem that we're having right now, this conflict, this tension, I just want to admit, the problem, I'm not getting what I want. <clears throat> Some of you are like, okay, that, really? Yeah, let's practice as a group right now. So I, need a, I want a little drama from you. Typically, you might say, do you know what the problem is? The problem's you. Yeah. That's the problem is you. It's you. It's you again. Hello, right? I want you to change it. Take your fingers. It's not too difficult, but it's, a, it's not your default, ab, you know, normal posture. Turn your fingers in. Go ahead and try that. Right, right. I know this is, this is not normal for you. Turn the fingers in. Yeah. And you can throw in a little Bronx uh, accent. I want you to just follow me on this, okay? Some of you are like, I so regret coming this morning. You know what? That's okay. <laughs> but I want you to try this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the, the, the line, and then you repeat. Do you know what part of the problem is here? I'm not getting what I want. That wasn't bad. Let's try to take it up a level. Yeah. Pretend like you're, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're in Manhattan, you know. Uh, how you doing? Okay, let's go. Here we go. Hey, you know what part of the problem is here? 
I'm not getting what I want. One more time. Hey, you know what part of the problem is here? I'm not getting what I want. I'm going to go have some dinner by myself. <laughs> so think, think about it. Anybody ever heard this kind of self-talk? What would happen if in our conflicts, and there are many in every day, at work, at home, we had enough self-control to pause and say, let's just be honest. You know what part of the problem is here? I'm not getting what I want. And you know what would be even more significant? Let's continue here in James 3. He's about to go deep. It's simple, but it's deep. Look at what he says. I'll repeat back where I was. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. And then he says, you have not because you ask, because you do not ask God. You have not because you do not ask God. You might say, oh, no, I've asked God. Have you? Have you asked God, hey, God, this is the marriage and family life I envision. God, this is what I want to see for my kids. God, this is the family vacation I want to have. God, this is the kind of work I want to have. God, this is the kind of church I want to have. Have you asked him? When's the last time you, honestly, you just got down on your knees and lifted up your hands and said, God, this is, this is what I want. This is what I want. Just a couple, I'm not, just a couple minutes, just. This is what I want. This is what's here. What do you think of that? When's the last time you've done that? A couple minutes. How long did that take? Was that 30 seconds? Maybe 20? Just boom. God, before you go to work. This is what I want. What do you, what do you want? I know what I want. You tell me. What do you want? And are you okay to say, hey, God, I'm not getting what I want. On your knees. God, I'm not getting what I want. I want such and such. I want to see my kids do this. I, I want to see my marriage blossom. I want to see my spiritual life get strengthened. I want to be more disciplined. I want to be more self-controlled. I want, I want promotion opportunity. When's the last time you can communicated that to God? And after you have communicated that to God, are you willing for God to say, hey, you're not ready for that yet. I don't want to give that to you. It'll mess you up. Or... Are you ready for him to say, hey, I've been waiting for you to come to me and to admit that your desires have been all about you and on what pleasures you can enjoy. But I can see now that you desire what I want. And so I'm going to start, you're going to see a trend in your life of getting what I know you deeply need and deeply desire. What would happen if we started pausing? Now, this, this is really for Christians here. Uh, the early stuff of I'm not getting what I want, that applies to anybody. But for Christians, God followers, Christ followers, when's the last time you said, God, whew, I'm, I want what you want? Let me ask you uh, for your thoughts here. Who in your family is feeling the pressure because you're not getting what you want? 
Who in your family is feeling inappropriate, unnecessary pressure because you're not getting what you want? And you say, no, it's about them. (laughs) I want what's best for them. This is not about me. Why, Why is it that we're so quick to say that? I'm not saying that good communication doesn't need to take place. Good words of encouragement, pursuit for uh, some exhortation. I'm not saying, you know, there's no truth-telling here. But once you have, can you say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust the Lord with you. I'm not going to try to squeeze out of you something that maybe you weren't made to give me. How about that? I'm not going to try to squeeze something out of you that only God can give me. I'm not going to look to you for something God can give me. (laughs) It's not fair to you. I'm still unhappy that I'm not getting what I want, but I'm excited about pursuing God and saying, God, what do you want? What are your desires for me? I want the I want part dealt with before I go there. Before I have the conversation, I want to be able to pause and I want the I want that I want dealt with before the conversation. Not during. It's a lot more fun, but no one wins those kind of arguments. They don't. Who's, been, who's feeling inappropriate pressure in your life? Who's feeling, who is it that you're asking to become something that they're not designed to be? Uh, that you're assuming the role of transformer in their life. You're going to transform them. You will change. <laughs> who is it for you? Here's a, a prayer I think we might, want to consider right now it's this god do in me what you need to do in me before i try to squeeze out of the people i love something only you can give me let me repeat this again god do in me what you need to do in me before i try to squeeze out of the people i love something only you can give me Let me ask you, what could you do today uh, to begin to take that unnecessary and inappropriate pressure off of someone that you've been squeezing life out of? What could you do today? Not what could they do today. (laughs) Oh, they could take me to Bella Brew for lunch or breakfast and things would get better. No, no, no. What could you do today? What is the origin of quarrels and conflicts among us? Why do family members have conflict with me? Well, because they're not getting what they want. Why do I have conflict with family members? It's because I'm not getting what I want. What would happen in our lives if in our families that are our real families, if we started inserting moments of pause when things get hot in the kitchen, And we said, do you know what part of the problem is? I'm not getting what I want. Say that with me one more time. Bring back your your New Yorker accent here. Ready? Do you know what part of the problem is? 
you say that in the middle of a conversation in your home, you're going to get the weird look. I've had it twice so far. It happened once. My son, I planned him to do something about two months ago. He decided he wasn't going to do it. So I said, hey, you know what part of the problem is here? I couldn't look at any of them. I'm not getting what I want. Walked away. Melissa, on Thursday, she was on her, or Friday, she was on her way to the women's retreat. I wanted a little kiss before she left, a little smooch. And uh, she said, I'm busy. I got to go. And I was like, you know what part of the problem is here? Now I ain't get what I want. Yeah. I got to tell you, it brings a smile to your face when you're honest to God about your own desires. It does, man. It works. Try it. It's painful. I'll tell you, it's painful. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> but once you say it, it's like, yeah. And you know what it's done for me? It's driven me to my knees. God, what, what are your desires? What is it that you want? Let me tell you a few things God wants today. He wants you to be at peace with everyone as long as it's possible. <laughs> That's what he wants for you. Let me tell you something else God, what God wants. He wants to know that if you've placed trust in what his son Jesus Christ did for your sins, suffering a substitutionary death, there's peace between you and him. He wants you to know that. <laughs> Total peace. He wants you to have joy in that. And he wants you as we'll talk about next week, to be a real ambassador of peace to others, to be a peace giver. Maybe today's the day you make a first-time decision to trust in Jesus and say, God, you know what I want today? I want your forgiveness for everything I've ever done. I accept what your son Jesus did on the cross. That's what I want today, and he'll give it to you. If that describes your Status, I want to lead you in a prayer before uh, we move on to our next piece of our service. Would you, would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, I am so moved by this idea that I have the opportunity to be a, to be God, your child, to be Christ's follower, and to be someone who has the, the hope of doing what you want, not what I want. Uh, and I just ask that you would encourage our congregation to, to pray this bold prayer, to, to make this bold statement. The problem here is here, I'm not getting what I want. And that you'll help us all really manage our conflict so much better, especially in our homes, that our homes will be a place of joy. And if there's anyone here that's never made a decision to say, hey, I want Jesus, I want to become a Christ follower, God's child, I want his sacrifice to cover my sins, boy, I just want to challenge you right from where you're seated to say yes, to just say yes, Jesus, I want a relationship with Jesus. And if that's you, with everyone's eyes closed and head down, would you just raise your hand? I want to acknowledge your decision. Anyone say yes to Jesus today for the first time? Raise your hand and let me just uh, pray for you. Anybody? Say yes to him today for the first time. Raise your hand. Let me pray for you. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the chance to be here and uh, be challenged with our own desires. Help us long for what you desire 
Help us not be mastered by our desires. Help us be mastered by your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.